0: it's time for art is real with andrew Bow, curator of the Hocken pictorial collection morina to you Morena. how are we
1: i'm pretty well thanks it's,
0: it's been a while between drinks it's been
1: a while yes yep, so we've making up for lost time
0: that's right we are indeed we are indeed and uh, <laughs> let's jump straight into primary primary, primary care. care yeah
1: yes. so this is the exhibition the latest exhibition on at the Hocken, Ware um, or o and the um, exhibition opened Mm, maybe about a month ago mm-hmm. 30th of June and it runs until the 25th of August
0: yep so we've got a bit um, of time
1: yet bit of time to see the show so it brings together a selection of artworks photographs archival material um and ephemera from across the Hawkins collections, but also a couple of borrowed works from the Janine Public Art Gallery in the hospital as well. Oh, yes, so oh. a lot of
0: art in the hospital. I've been there recently yeah, for a yeah. stay. Yeah, appropriate that we're How's
1: uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> today? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was great. I'd forgotten how marvelous it was, especially in the children's pavilion. There's oh, some, uh, yeah. Some amazing some
1: stuff. Some cool stuff. Yeah. And so we've actually borrowed a work that usually takes pride of place in the foyer in the hospital by Robin White, and it says, your health is your wealth. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good for it's the true. show. That's true. Um, and so the exhibition kind of focuses on different aspects of health, so community health, um, mental health, um, public health, that sort of thing, and the different items in the show, I guess, kind of provide different perspectives on that. And perhaps one good work to start talking about is um, a series of poster works by Robin Kahukīwa and um, the original paintings for these are actually housed at the ministry for health in wellington Mm -hmm. but she did a whole series in the 90s and they um illustrate guess, the four cornerstones of maori health based on um uh, what's his name sir mason jury's um model te whare Tapafa, which is kind of like a personification of health based on wharanui like a a building structure Mm -hmm. in which um these four elements are required in order for a healthy, balanced individual, and those elements are taha tīnana, which means uh, physical health, taha wairua, spiritual health, taha whānau, family health, and taha hinengaro, um, mental health. Mm-hmm. So each of the posters kind of represent different parts of that, and I think mental health is probably one of the things that kind of is one of the strong points in the show as well, because there's a few different works that speak to that. Yeah. So um, like Seacliff, for example, mm-hmm. we've got a, um, a big work by George O'Brien from the 1880s, which is a, a watercolour and it's a, um, just illustration basically of um, Seacliff Asylum. And um, what's quite interesting, I thought, was that Seacliff was actually the largest building in New Zealand at the time. And so um, because, of course, there was the asylum originally at little born just up the hill from Stewart Street but I guess because of the booming population in Otago with the gold rush mm-hmm. not to necessarily make a correlation between people coming to <laughs> seek their fortune and then Maybe ending up, in, up yeah. in the hospital um, but it was yeah so they ended up having to build this amazing or impressive I guess um, institution out at Seacliff which is this big Victorian architecture kind of um, huge building that was kind of in a sense doomed from the start because even though cliff where it was built the actual site was kind of far away from the water it's kind of close I guess to the kilmog and the ground there is not that stable so as soon as it was built it kind of started sinking mm, yes, <laughs> and <yes>. leaking <laughs> um, but at the time of its peak it had I think 500 patients and 50 staff which is quite a frightening patient staff ratio <laughs> yes
0: yes it is <laughs>
1: um, and of course in the 1940s, there was a fire at Seacliff and 37 patients died. I think cause they were trapped um, at the time in a wooden outbuilding at the time. And um, yeah, there's a, been a few kind of famous patients at Seacliff, of course. Um, Janet Fram, Fram.
0: yes, been the book. Yeah,
1: famous. most famous. And so there is another work in the show, which is a large photograph or diptych, two photographs, by Anne Shelton, and it's called Cell After an Angel at My Table. Um, Seacliff Island North Otago blah 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 and this is um, a photograph taken in 2003 at Seacliff so this is kind of next to the original artwork by George O'Brien and this is kind of showing present day or I guess recent history (laughs) it's a while ago now 2003 Dance parties parties. at Seacliff (laughs) yeah wow yeah Yeah, I can imagine actually So far out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so this work, I guess, is yeah, it's called Cell After An Angel At My Table because um, the buildings um, depicted in the photographs are uh, like the cell blocks where people went into solitary and of course um, Janet Frame recalls her time at Seacliff in her book, her autobiography, An Angel At My Table. And yeah, and so just in case anyone who's listening doesn't know about her time there so she was um, spent Time in and out of Seacliff in the 1940s and the 1950s, um, originally kind of as a voluntary patient, mm-hmm. um, and she was wrongly diagnosed with schizophrenia. And she was um, narrowly escaped a lobotomy. I only thing, yes, because of um, days before or weeks before finding out that she'd won a nat- national literary prize. So yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting story. Yeah, her writing
0: pretty much saved her. It
1: saved her exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's. Quite a nice part of our history, Janine's history, and then there's oh, a lovely part. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another patient, Lionel Terry, and we have quite a number of artworks by him. And he was quite a notorious guy. He came over from the UK, and he um, was racist, white supremacist, and he murdered an innocent Chinese man named Joe Kam um, jo Young in Haining Street in Wellington in 1905 and that was kind of a last resort for him because he had already published all these self-published texts about what he thought about New Zealand's immigration policy at the time, especially anti-Asian immigration.
0: Yeah. Well, when was, what time was this? Years was like
1: early 1900s. So yeah. So, I
0: mean, it would have been a popular, a, yeah. it would have been a very popular train of thought at the time. Yeah, the sure. yellow peril.
1: That's right. Mm, that's mm. right. So he wrote poetry as well, but as part of his introductory prologue, he would have these kind of big diatribes about his beliefs. And then he did actually lobby the New Zealand government, trying to end, Asian Immigration. but The Labour Party
0: weren't. would have been all for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, oh. Let's not get into the politics of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah, so that failed and so then he committed this murder and then he was um, sentenced to life imprisonment but because of um, his insanity they ended up putting him in a psychiatric institution so he was in Sunnyside where he escaped several times and then in Seacliff where he also escaped several times but then um, the then Super medical medical superintendent, and mm-hmm. um, Sir Frederick Truby King.
0: Truby King from That's um, right.
1: Seacliff. He managed to negotiate special privileges for Lionel Terry, if he decided, if he promised never to escape again, <laughs> he would be set up with his own private garden that he could cultivate. I think he could keep a sheep and a goat, and his own studio where he could paint and write poetry. So we have like um, on display as part of this exhibition some of his paintings. Um, One of them is a self-portrait where he has this long flowing white hair and he's all wearing white and he kind of I think sees himself as a kind of Jesus kind of figure
0: um that's really interesting Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: um you know it was was any of his work ever, was it was he a celebrated artist or is it just, just been kept for thing, i mean it, yeah. yeah it's been kept obviously you know i mean he's uh, an infamous murderer yeah, um, yeah yeah you know an infamous white supremacist Um yeah. but i guess people keep charles manson paintings right, he, right, you know, like, right. it's just a bit odd
1: yeah but as you say, I guess people, some people were sympathetic at the time. It's interesting. Oh,
0: oh definitely. It was, uh, Frightening. Okay. But hey, look, things haven't changed that much. Uh, mm. And that, that's one of the questions. I mean, because obviously there's a span of time yep, yep. through this. And can you see changes um, within like, the, health the health system, system yeah. uh, through these works? And yeah. ha- can you see uh, disappointment mm. in things not changing?
1: Mm. Yeah, perhaps. I mean... I don't know if I can directly respond to that with specific books, other than like you could talk about deinstitutionalisation. So the fact that a lot of these places, um these institutions like Seacliff closed down. I mean, I guess people from Seacliff moved to Cherry Farm and yes. then Cherry Farm eventually closed down and that's right. then um, people were released back into the community, not necessarily with support.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of them ended up in Dunedin at the Tohuna the, uh, Motor Camp, oh, just around the corner yeah. from my house and I remember oh. the police coming around yeah, warning cool. us and yep. saying, you know, mm-hmm. like, lock the doors.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. And so, yeah, so that's interesting in terms of thinking about where do people end up And there are a couple of works in the show by Ava Seymour from her Health, Happiness and Housing series. And that's kind of talking about housing as a health issue. Mm -hmm. And so um, she's in these works, she's done these sort of photo montages like the one on the website where she's kind of placed these kind of distorted fictional figures in front of um, state houses. And of course, state housing in New Zealand has an interesting kind of history in terms of it being... um, initially set up around 1905 by Hmm. Prime Minister Richard Seddon um who wanted to provide low-cost housing to New Zealanders on low to moderate incomes but it kind of had a bit of a slow start and it wasn't until after World War II that the Labour Government really kind of boosted that and we're building 10,000 houses a year. How could they do it then
0: and not now? (laughs) (laughs) Priorities
1: (laughs) but yes, so we had these original you know utopian ideals that um, in recent decades that's been replaced with um, issues in the media about state housing relating to poor maintenance, overcrowding, poverty diseases, um, government sell-offs, and this mm. kind of hysteria around perceived meth amphetamine contamination, that sort yes. of thing. Um, so that's not necessarily a direct correlation with what you're talking about in terms of um, how things have changed over time, but it's kind of related in a way.
0: Yeah, I mean mental health has changed massively. Yeah. Um you know, you've got halfway homes, you've got organisations yeah. um that profit Of mental health and housing you know you've got people that are not trained looking after a household full of
1: um,
0: people um, and those people not getting the care or attention that they need or deserve
1: Mm, absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and also we talked about Truby King and of course
0: interesting um, character
1: yeah and praised
0: at the time yeah
1: and there's a whole lot of material in the show as well that kind of talks to the idea of the um Plunkett and Karatane nurses and of course yeah the, um, kind of rules at the time were as you say like praised or really encouraged and now some of his strict methods are no longer really
0: yes practiced, well got much praise and, and given free reign really and yeah. then went to you know started off doing some really wonderful stuff, and then kind of
1: mm.
0: got a bit too big for his britches
1: interestingly he taught Lectured in mental diseases at the University of Otago as well. I'm yeah, that's his right. finger in all the pies.
0: And many pies, many delicious pies that I can't eat
1: <laughs>
0: I'm on a strict diet. I think because <laughs> be of, of my primary care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it all relates back. Um, oh, that's, that's brilliant and interesting. Mm. And of course, it's not just mental health. No. Um, you know um, uh, Is you're looking a, at many
1: aspects sexual of health as well, there's mm-hmm. some work relating to HIV AIDS, there's a work by um, Robert Rauschenberg that's borrowed from the Dunedin Public Art Gallery and it's a part of a series called Tribute 21 where he um, made these 21 works about 21 different key people who had made a difference to life, bettering life in the 21st century, mm-hmm. so there's one about health, there's one about education, the environment, literature, that sort of thing, and the health, I guess, tribute is to a woman named Dr. Matilde Krim, who died earlier this year, but she was one of the early researchers into um, HIV-AIDS and a real advocate for um supporting people in those early days when there's a lot of stigma Mm -hmm, mm yeah see this is
0: the kind of thing I like because I well you know who knows everyone has their own thoughts about art and Mm. I you know interpret some things totally different than other people but uh, I like this kind of stuff because it's history Mm. And it tells and paints a story of the time. I mean, I could look at an abstract work and go, uh, uh, <laughs> but, I can, uh, 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 but I can, you know, this kind of stuff I can look at, uh, oh, and, and, and it's a visual reputa- representation of what was happening at the time. Mm. Um, so I think, it, you know, and it's a real uh, important collection and works of our history. So mm. uh, and I it's think a great health, idea.
1: Health in general is something we can all relate to. You know, oh, exactly. Well, something we take for granted. Until mm. We don't anymore you know is there
0: a lot of dark work
1: it's a bit dark but i mean hopefully people find it uplifting as well positive
0: (laughs) i'm glad we didn't live then yeah Uh, yeah, actually you're probably better off living then uh in a lot of ways (laughs) um brilliant and of course uh nepotism this is one of your projects so it is yeah
1: (laughs) but you know i'm here on behalf of the hawkins so (laughs) you know Representing,
0: representing. Yes, no, you're here on behalf of the people of Otapotu Dunedin to that's tell right. them the goings downs. Tell
1: them to come along. Yeah,
0: get down. It's such a wonderful place uh, and a wonderful collection. If you send in something rad, you get a free tour. I think tours are free anyway, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it will be an extra special, but be special one. An yeah, That's right, that's right. All right, <laughs> hey, thank you so much. We've got a thank song. You, you picked a song for me to play. Mhm.
1: I want to be wow. Well.
0: Yes, bye.
1: That's right let's
0: write off rock and rock rocket to Russia
1: yeah good and it's
0: the album you're listening to the one and only Otago Museum Breakfast on 91 FM